Good evening, Mr. Ham. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, Mr. Claywell. Pretty good. It's been a crazy few weeks since we sat down behind these mics, but you know what? Yeah. It's nice that we are now sitting down behind them again so quickly. It's not two or three months. That's yeah, only like one. I, I, you know what? <laughs> I'll take silver linings when I can find them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We had meant to do this uh, sooner, but... Unforeseen circumstances happened. Yeah, that, uh, another round of stupid COVID happened. Oh, yeah. I was sorry to hear it, man. Well, you know what? I, I was lucky enough that I was asymptomatic this time. But That's good. That's I good. definitely was positive again. Um, so, yeah, I, it was crazy. Like my my like So now everyone in my group has had it. My wife, my daughter. Um, and, you know, my wife, it, it hit her a little bit. On, I don't want to say hard, but I mean, it, she was like she had the flu, you know, for like three or four days. Oh, that's rough. And then, I mean, but me and the kid, we were fine, like completely fine. So, well, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, well, I've had some crazy stuff going on the last few weeks. Uh, so I got uh, I'm one of those people that doesn't like to put things off. Right. So I got all my stuff in, filed my taxes. Right. Got my refund. Yeah. And uh, did a little work around the house. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I put up some LED lights. Nice. Got rid of the fluorescence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we I still have some fluorescence in the garage and the laundry room. Right. So used a little bit of my return money to get some uh, new fixtures. So I got awesome. rid of the, the four-foot uh, two bulbs in the garage. Yeah. And then I had the uh, laundry room has dropped ceiling. And I got a two-foot by four-foot like drop ceiling fixture yes. for that room yeah. and, and got rid of the old fluorescent bulbs out of there. So Sweet. That is awesome. Got all I actually, that done. actually did the same thing over at mom's the other day. Um, we had one of the uh, fluorescent fixtures in the kitchen there that had four bulbs in it. Right. And um, I bought a, a replacement LED uh, fixture for that, like a flush mount uh, for the ceiling for it. And it. It looks really nice and very bright. Yeah. I'm happy with mine. It's, it's, they're a lot better. They don't flicker and buzz and hum and you just turn the switch and they okay. come on. So like in here, like right. all the, all of these are led. Yeah, right. Like everything in my house is led. Um, but now if you notice every now and then we do have a little bit of a flicker, it's kind of a, almost like a pulse. That's whenever someone has turned on the hot water. Cause our, our, we've got the 36 kilowatt, uh, tankless, tankless yeah. that son of a gun draws power a lot of it so it always causes that little bit of a, a little bit of a pulse it's doing it right now i do see so, that yeah. yeah so yeah someone has turned on hot water somewhere or you know washing machines kicked on or something like that so interesting yeah um but yeah so i did that and then uh recently uh the my wife rebecca fell and broke her elbow ouch yeah, so she's got on the X-ray or whatever they whatever imaging they did. I think it was X-rays. Um, a little piece, a little chip of bone. So it was just like out. a chip off. Yeah. yeah. So they got a. It's it's a fracture and right. a little chip. So are they going to so, have to remove the chip? I don't know. She's got to go the the place which she went to like a urgent care. Yeah. And they wouldn't. They were like, "This is over what we can do." Right. Uh, so we're going to have to set you up with an orthopedic and they, they have not been able to get her into an orthopedic yet. Oh, so right that. now she's just got kind of like a quick, quick form fiberglass kind of splint right. that they made that she has to wear that to keep her from straightening her arm out. Wow, and, dude. Uh, hopefully 
They said hopefully they got her into an orthopedic for Monday. And then today, I just was walking around and happened to look up and noticed a big brown spot in the ceiling. So my roof is now leaking. So... Uh, if it's not one thing, it's 50 others. Let me just tell you. Yeah. So now I got to try to get a roofer over to take a look at it. I think it's probably, I'm probably lax on my homeowner responsibilities. Uh, and it's a metal roof I had put on nine, eight, nine, 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I'm fairly certain that I was probably supposed to have gone and tightened up all those screws. Yeah, they, they I don't want to say they loosen, but I think as the wood just kind of dries, they kind of... There's well, a, and the free cycles yeah. and everything. You know, it can happen. It's I'm not blaming the roofer. I probably didn't do my due diligence in maintenance. Well, the thing so. is, is the backside of your house, there's a pretty good drop, and I don't know how steep your roof is. I'm just going to tell you, you get on a metal roof and start sliding. It's yeah. a slide. It, yeah. It's and and yeah. Yeah, uh, that's two-story why drop is yeah. no fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I haven't been up there. Um, because it is slick. I did try to get up there, and it was pretty slick. And I was like, yeah, I'm not so, going to do that. So the so. guys that that um, because we had a group that that did the roof here on our house. We've got right. the metal roof up. Right? The the guys that came in um and did a little bit of work after those guys left. Um, they had these boots that had like the sticky, like the grip stuff on the bottom that was like almost like neoprene, yeah. um, but also magnets inside that. So it would like pull them literally to the to the. <laughs> so they're wearing like uh, yeah. space, sci-fi it, movie it astronaut like, boot. It's kinda. like stuff that like I think that, like I think I swear I think I read Acme on the side of them because it was just like something you see in the cartoons. But dude, you talking about effective? I mean, they could walk anywhere on that roof, no problems with no slipping. Nice. It was awesome. Nice. Um, so anyway, I've got that going now. I got to try to figure out a way to get my roof looked at. Hopefully, get it fixed soon yeah yeah before the crazy wet weather hits because well i mean I, i'm just talking about before it starts damaging the yeah, house you know because yeah. i don't think I, I don't think it's done any damage yet right just just some staining uh but i need to get it fixed because it will absolutely absolutely <laughs> so, uh yeah so yeah life i mean it's 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 like no matter how hard we try to get back behind these mics, something always seems to pop up. It does seem to keep happening. So, I mean, the best thing we can do is make plans and cancel them. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but we're here for episode two. Yes. And, uh, you know, the first episode we kind of laid out our our theories on what's causing some of the stuff and some of the problems and some of the issues. And, and we said that, you know, what prompted this to our attention uh, – right now was Joe Rogan and all the trouble he was getting in with his podcast, the Joe right. Rogan experience. And so I thought maybe today we could kind of dive into the symptom. Like what is, what, what has Joe Rogan done that kind of highlights some of all these other issues that we've been talking about. Right. And, uh, like maybe really talk where about, did he cross the line effectively? Right. And, 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 and where is that line and what is that line? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a little bit about Joe Rogan himself and his history and his past and right. why, to me, this isn't really that surprising uh, just because <laughs> of the kind of the kind of guy that he is and some of the stuff he's done before and 
So I'm going to be learning a lot during this one, by the way, because Joe Rogan is one of those guys. Like I said, I knew him from Fear Factor and that's it. Right. Like I've never watched the Joe Rogan experience or listened to, you know, any of his podcasts. Um, I'm not a UFC guy. I, I really he was one of those guys that was completely off of my radar right. other than Fear Factor. And it was just and that was really not even one of those that I watched. Like it was if it was on. Every now and then, nothing else was on. It might just we might land on that channel. So it was really he's not one of those guys that was ever inside my circle. So I'm going to be learning some, I'm sure, (laughs) during this. So yeah, and I've been a fan of his. Like I like to stand up. I watch the UFC fights, not religiously, but I do watch the UFC, and he's one of their main commentators. Him and uh, uh, Bill Goldberg, Uh, not the wrestler, a different. Again, I don't watch. Well, there's those, a big wrestler so. called Goldberg, and his name. He used to play football, and his, okay. his name is Bill Goldberg. And the announce, the commentator's name is Bill Goldberg, but it's a different, oh, totally okay. different guy. Because <clears throat> the first time they said his name, I'm like, wait, the wrestler? Because <laughs> I was like, it doesn't sound like him. And then I saw the dude, and I'm like, oh no, no, that's a completely different person. Okay, um, okay, but because anyway, you know, you never know, because Joe Rogan himself is. I mean, he's, an amateur he, fighter. So I was going to say, and he's done a little of everything. Like you say, co- uh, stand up comedy and podcasts and, and yeah. announcement. And, and he's been a host for, sh- I mean, reality shows. So yeah, he's done a little of everything. So yeah. 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 So I was, I, but I, yeah, it wasn't him, different guy, but okay. this is, you know, so what has gotten Joe in hot water recently <laughs> to the point where all this stuff blew up with these different musical artists threatening to leave Spotify. Some of them, and, you know, that's another thing, too. Like, I don't know how much of this is empty threat. Right. Right. Like, because I don't. Uh, so there's a thing with the music industry. A lot of people may not know if you're not deeply involved in it. But like, you know, OK, so uh, all this stuff was said and uh, uh, Neil Young was like, hey, you can either have him or me. And that's a cool thing. But the question is, does Neil Young even have the authority to make that statement? Like a lot of musicians don't actually own the rights to You're their music. Absolutely correct. It's owned by the, the studio. Either, yeah. Either the, the publishing company or, you know, whoever signed them. Yeah. The record label. Yeah, the or record the publisher. Label. Yeah. Um, I want to say uh, one of the big ones was um, back a few years ago. Um, whenever the Beatles and the you know all of that with with Michael Jackson and and all that jazz, yeah. Um, so yeah, there, it it was all about who owns the rights to these 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 yeah. songs. So yeah, because yeah. that was you know because what Paul McCartney told Michael like the biggest thing you could do is make investments in yeah rights yeah. And so Michael was like, hey, that's a great idea. And then he went and bought the rights to all the Beatles stuff. Exactly. And was making so, royalty off of everything oh, yeah. there. So. Yeah. And then immediately sold it to commercial interests. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but so, you know, that's great that Neil Young is like him or me, but is that a real, I didn't look this up, so I don't know. I can't speak to that, but is that an actual, you know, uh, threat with some heft behind it, or is that just saber rattling? You know? like, well, again, it, it all depends on the artists themselves and how they're you know linked into the system. Right. I'm just, well. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I just don't know. I don't right. know if Neil Young can back that threat up and actually has the rights to pull his music. Well, I mean, it was or, pulled, so I'm. I'm going to say he must. He must because well, I want to I mean, say it was pulled from the platform. If if not permanently, it was for a while. Well, but Spotify could have just pulled it, even though they didn't have to. 
True. Right. I mean, you know, because do you really want to do you really want to fight that battle uh, yeah. if the request is made and yeah, and then the artist is making where, a, yeah is the uh, is the publicity around it and everything right. really worth the, the right the is the you know revenue. legally there's legal and moral right yeah. so legally they may not have had to but morally if the artist is asking you probably should so did they pull it down for legal or moral reasons I don't know but they did they did take his music down but anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. That's just way good. off topic. But uh, <laughs> so you know, you've got all these artists uh, saying like, "Hey, pull my content," uh, or pull Joe Rogan, which you know, you know, this there's no way, right? So Spotify is the company in question here. Uh, most people know Spotify as a way to stream music. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's 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 what they do. That's what well. That's what they did. So that's like, you know, that's like saying Netflix is the company that sends DVDs in the mail. That's what they used to do. <laughs> right. And, largely, and they still do a little bit, I guess. Right. Uh, I think you still can. Uh, it's it's expensive now, though. Is it? Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's part of the thing is Spotify is now trying to move away, not move away from streaming music, but they're wanting to be because the 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 profit is not in distribution like Spotify doesn't make by the time they pay the record labels percentages and the, this and the overhead and the data streaming costs and the servers and all that stuff. They don't really make a lot of money when you listen to a song fractions of a cent on every play. I mean, that's, that's their margins on that. And yeah, they get a ton of plays, but if you're in a business, you don't want fractions of a cent, when you, want, you can be making more. <laughs> you want a bigger slice of the pie. So what Spotify and a lot, not just Spotify, but a lot of other companies have started doing is content. I mean, like look at Netflix. Netflix right. was the first big company that went from we're gonna we're gonna give you Hollywood's movies to we're gonna make our own stuff. Right. And that's where that's where the money is. If you can be in the content business, that's where you can make a lot of profit. And so what these companies are doing, like Spotify, um, there's several other companies. I don't know that Apple has started doing it yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they I want to say they are, because it, or if not creating, definitely getting exclusive. Well, exclusivity. I mean, so, well, I'm, Apple has with TV. Yes, but that's, I what know, I was, that's what I was thinking. But I'm talking about with, uh, so what Spotify and Amazon and several other companies have started doing is gobbling up these podcast studios okay so spotify not just joe rogan but they did buy exclusive rights to distribute the joe rogan podcast um they've also they also previously have purchased uh, there's another podcast that i used to listen to called last podcast on the left and they deal with like serial killers and horror and government conspiracy aliens that kind of stuff they do like wackadoodle and it's a comedy show, but they do have, they do a lot of research and present facts. They just try to be funny when while they so. do it. That's cool. Uh, Spotify bought their, they had their own podcast family. It wasn't just one show. They had like a whole family of shows that they produced and Spotify bought their whole network. Spotify okay. bought, uh, I think Spotify it might have been Amazon. I don't know. They bought Gimlet. They bought a couple of sports shows. They bought, 
And Gimlet is another one of those things that makes a bunch of shows. They don't just make one show. They right. make like they have like they're a production, a production company. company that makes yes. a lot of podcasts. And so these big companies are gobbling up all these podcast labels, if you will, studios, whatever you want to call them, production companies. And um they're trying to do that because they can get more profit because now they own the content. That makes sense. It's from not, a business standpoint, that makes perfect sense. Right. So it's not just, um, you know, it's not just them getting a percentage of the thing. They're getting like a larger chunk. Right. Because they own the content and it's less expensive for them in the long run also <clears throat> because, you know, they're, they own the podcast. So they're not having to take a cut for the record label, for the studio, for the publisher, for the artist. They're not part you know, of the royalty process. They are. Right. They pay the artist a flat yeah. fee and then they get all the profit from the release. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And, and a lot of people are signing up for it because why would you not? I mean, like allegedly I think Joe Rogan got a hundred million dollars. hundred million. That's the number uh, that's floating around there. Yeah. That's, I don't think anybody's ever confirmed that, but that's the alleged number that he yes. got to take his podcast exclusive to <clears throat> Spotify. And, uh, you know, uh, again, allegedly, because that's another thing with these is there's no, there's no solid number to say how many listeners you have the, yeah. as a podcast, the way it's done now. Because now podcasting is based on an RSS feed, which is public, and pretty much anybody can go download that feed. That's personally, that's the way I prefer it. Like, but right now, if you want to listen to Joe Rogan, you have to go on Spotify to do it. You can't get it through any other. Uh, like, I prefer to use Pocket Cast. That's my personal pod catcher of choice. Yeah. I like the interface, I like the way it's set up can't listen to Joe Rogan on there only on Spotify. Yeah. Now that gives Spotify a lot more data, right? So they can see how much, how many downloads, how long you listen. They can tell when you skipped so they can come back and say, Hey, you know, this, during this, this set, did well, this didn't. Well, I mean, and they can even break it down. Like during <clears throat> this 30 minute section, you had a lot of people skip. So, yeah. you know, cut that content. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. Whatever you were doing there. Don't do that again. People didn't like that. And, you know, the way we do our podcast, we all we know is how many times it was downloaded. Right. Uh, we don't know if people listened to five seconds of it or just downloaded it and deleted it or listened to the whole thing and loved it. Like we have, we never know. We just know it was downloaded X number of times. That's that. And that's all we know. Um, so it gets into, they get a lot more data on it. They can get a lot more granular with how they schedule their broadcasts and all this stuff. Um, and that's, you know, that's where they make money. But then that also brings into the question, uh, you know, there's there, legally, there are a lot of different regulations for publishers versus platforms. Okay. And this cut, this ties into other media as well, like Facebook. Facebook alleges that they're not a publisher. They're they just, are a, just platform. a platform. Effectively, all the users are publishers. Right. They don't publish any of the content. They're just a platform that hosts it. Right. There's some argument there that I think could definitely be made because they use an algorithm to promote certain things and 
demote other things. Right. That kind of starts getting into publishing territory. That's that's when when you start manipulating the feed. Right. Yes. So that brings into questions. Well, now Spotify, since they own these podcasting organizations, are they now the publisher of this content or are they still only the platform for distribution? So you start getting into these regulatory questions about what is their culpability when one of their shows does something, you know, like who's on the hook, (laughs) right? Is it, is it only on the host of the podcast or is it on the pub, you know, or is it on Spotify? Is Spotify the publisher? I mean, that's one of those areas where you, you really have to, to look at uh, it's, it's gray because According to, uh, you know, the way that our laws are set up as as far as like Internet service providing and, you know, how we access that data, they are a platform. They they that's that's the way they are. That's the way they are categorized. But again, when you start having exclusive content and are able to manipulate that content and say, okay, this is working, this is not there is a point where you stop becoming just platform and become, I would think publisher. That would make sense to me. If we had someone sitting in the room with us saying, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Or this is what I want you to do versus us just sitting here talking to one another. That person then has a stake in what is being said. Right. That, that that's effectively the Spotify at this point with the Joe Rogan, issue i would think but again it's it's all in how those regulations you know are being viewed and and deciphered i guess right and that's that's another problem too is it's this is all new this is all new technology moves fast (laughs) government moves slow and government is designed to To move move slow slow. yes it because uh you know facebook's motto for a long time was move fast and break things Yep. And that's what that's a lot of times, even unintentionally, that's what happens if you start moving fast is things get broken and you don't want your government to become broken. No, no. So no. government is intentionally it's, cum- it's cumbersome for a reason. It, it, it is. It's intentionally designed to move slowly and thoroughly. Yes. To make sure that everything that that happens is not harmful. Yes. Yes. Uh, but it can be frustrating a lot of times in situations like this where. You know, up, uh, up until I don't even I don't know the time frame, but like, you know, a lot of the a lot of the content moderation laws that a lot of these decisions are based on is from radio. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not based on Internet or television or it's like these laws were written back when radio was your means of was the main means. Yeah. Was your, your means or, of receiving or even, information or even a lot. Some of this is even older from like print. News, yeah. It's going to say newspaper and print. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're trying to apply these same regulations to internet communication. And I mean, you're, it's worlds of difference. It is. It is. I mean, simply looking at what we are able to do. I mean, someone sitting behind a microphone can say whatever they want, put anything they want out there. That wasn't the 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 that wasn't possible, yeah, you know, twenty right. years ago, thirty years ago, right? So yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It, it, and and we're talking about laws that were written on media from over a hundred years ago, exactly. And that's what they're trying to apply to this technology, and it's frustrating. Like it, it can be extremely frustrating, and you know, like like you're saying, like to reach an audience 
of any size, like like a lot of our laws for this type of stuff that like we do now is like what what they would commonly refer to as like town square laws. Yes. And it's based on the idea that you would go to the town square and you could talk to the people. Well, I mean, you could, but that's, I mean, if, if me and you go down to the town square down here and start talking, that's going to vastly limit the potential size of our audience. Absolutely. Versus this, this potential again, potentially realistically only like five people listen, but (laughs) potentially hundreds of millions of people, billions of people could listen to our show. It's out there. It's out there. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's there and it's easily attained and listened to by anybody. This, you know, we might have a clip off the show who, I don't know. I don't make clips, but somebody could clip a piece of audio, put it down on the internet. It goes viral. We're overnight sensations. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. And at any point in the past, that was never a possibility. No, it's not like, you know, some little podunk town in the middle of Kentucky and the people there that have this revolutionary idea that goes crazy. Like it's just not going to happen. And so our laws are built on that style of system, which is archaic. It's old. It's gone. Right. And they're trying to apply it to modern technology. And it's, it makes these discussions extremely difficult because, you know, you start getting into publisher versus platform. Well, before it was always obvious it was publisher was the people that created the content the platform was the means of was the means of distribution of it being delivered yes and you like until very recently our government had these things called monopoly laws (laughs) (laughs) that they actually enforced (laughs) yes and they didn't allow publishers to be platforms that was against the law you couldn't do that well, in the last 30 years, our government has just kind of given up on that and like, oh, we don't care if AT&T, if you want to go out and buy Tom Warner and become a publisher and a platform, go for hey, it. It's fine. In the last 24 hours. Don't let's say tw- in the last 24 hours. Did you see what happened? MGM was acquired by Amazon for $8.5 billion. Wow. Well, I mean, I knew Microsoft had. That that one finally got. We talked about that a while back. That one finally got approved. Where they actually, this they, one was approved and has gone through now. It's done. So, but I mean, it's <laughs> but that's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Now the publisher is the platform. Yeah. So now legally, as an entity, there's no distinction between the two. So now they can play hide the ball with. Oh no 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 no! We're just a publisher. Yeah. Oh no 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 we're no no! We're only the platform. Yeah. And it's just like a back and forth because you can't, I mean. It's the shell game. It's effectively a shell game. Yeah, exactly. And that's what a lot of these companies do. And that's what Facebook, in my opinion, does. They don't create any content, but they manipulate. Like, in my opinion, Facebook is the largest information source globally. It is. Absolutely. It it, it it may not be here. and, And like overseas in some areas, Facebook is the internet, literally. Yeah. Facebook invested money into the infrastructure of the country and provided free or low cost internet for the area to help get these people online. But their connection goes through Facebook. Facebook literally is the internet. And when you open your browser 
it takes you to Facebook. Yeah. You don't go to Google. You don't go like your, Facebook. That is your home page. Is the internet. Yeah. Um. So you know, again, publisher or platform. Yeah. It's, it's it, and that's that's where we get into a lot of the sticky stuff here. Yes. So, um, what all has Joe Rogan done as far as the person himself? Um, and I've said before that like when you brought it up and I said, no, 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 this has been coming for a long time with Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so if you go back into his history, you will see a show that he put out, uh, in 2013. Why is that? Not Joe, Joe Rogan questions everything. Joe Rogan questions everything. Like I've got a, a few things that's, that's pulled up here. I think yeah, it's exactly the same thing I have. Yeah. So July 24, 2013, he does this one, a show, one of his episodes called Bigfoot DNA. Right. That was the first episode. That's the first, yeah. yeah. And I think the show only ran for one season, so, so it wasn't well received. This was one of those things where he was literally looking for Bigfoot. I mean, it, does the existence of Sasquatch, is it really a thing? Um, and they went hiking and went look, looking for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was, that was, their, that was their launch. That was their kickstart. That yep. was that was where they began it. Episode two, episode two, they start talking about chemtrails and weather manipulation and how the weather could be used as a weapon. <laughs> and then episode three, Robo Sapien, will our future innovations make man into machines? So I mean, cyborgs. Yeah, this is we basically start him. He starts off with. I don't want to say crazy, but just things that are kind of out there on the fringe. And he's like, right. you know what? We're going to talk about this stuff. Right. And, you know, we've done episodes here about con- uh, conspiracy theories, and we've had fun with that kind of stuff. And I'm right. sure that's where this began. Uh, yeah. And I think for most people, that's the way it starts is like a fun hobby uh, of looking into these things. But the problem is, especially... Uh, for example, one of the first things I mentioned when we started talking about conspiracy theories was MK Ultra, right? And that is a problem for a lot of people because when you start talking about MK Ultra, um, it's a funny haha conspiracy theory. But the problem is, a lot of that stuff was real. It happened. Like it sounds ridiculous. Like the CIA had a sex house set up in San Francisco where they lured people in and dosed them with LSD and, and then had them having sex, <laughs> paid prostitutes to have sex with men and unknowingly dosed them with acid. Yeah. And and this is what the, they sprayed chemicals all up and down the coast on like three cities and killed like hundreds of people. Like I was watching ships. one the other day they, um, where the, a dude was, thrown or jumped out of a window at one point well that was one of the that was he i forget the guy's name but he was actually one of the big wigs at the cia yeah and they so all of this, this so the cia yeah. would just they had this thing and this was this was kind of back before it was the cia or right after because uh, it used to be the oss or osi or os something it was it was before it was actually the cia and the guy that led it back then was this just crazy, like bonkers dude. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're getting way, way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem is, you get a lot of this stuff with, uh, the, especially when you get to MK Ultra and Project Monarch and all this stuff around this time with the CIA and the OS, 
S. I forget the acronyms. Uh, but you get into this stuff and it's real. Yeah. Like it's not made up. This thing's actually happened. The government actually killed a lot of people. Like so, the, they, yeah, the, so they like, would, they would, they took people, this Raven's, Raven's claw, Raven's craw, something like that. There was this place. They would literally torture people for months. I think there was one dude that they had for three years torturing this guy. He, he was a defector that was trying to defect from the Soviet Union and they thought he was lying and they tortured him for three years. Uh, and then at the end of it, they were basically like, oh, okay, we believe you. So that's the thing, I, though. I mean, so you you get these people that start here. They start, start with, with like Bigfoot, Bigfoot DNA and all and stuff. Weapon, and, uh-huh. But then and and then eventually you get to that topic where you go, wait, 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 wait. There's truth to this. There, right. There's this has a foundation, right? And and not just a foundation. It's been documented. Like the, the FOIA FOIA requests from the CIA. There's documentation that they did these experiments, right? So then you. Uh, where you have been skipping around and started down the rabbit hole, the the deep dive begins. Right. And then it's like, well, if they were able to do this, what's to say this isn't true? Right. And then you start. And then that's where the trip of this is where conspiracy theories hook you is there has to be a grain of truth in there. Yes. And that's that's where they get you, because it's. They've got proof that this part was true. Mm-hmm. And so and then if they that, just. If that's true, then what do you mean those, this over here isn't as well? Right. Or this over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's, how, that's how you get sucked in. Yeah. And then once you start believing, it's easier to keep believing. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's way easier to continue on a course than it is to, to break. Yes. And, and start in a new direction. Like momentum this, is going to carry is, you forward. This is also where we were talking, you know, last episode about um, bias in searches and things like right. that. Because when you start down these rabbit holes, then suddenly you you unwittingly start narrowing your uh, research and your data field. So that way it starts that echo chamber of reinforcing what you believe and adding right. to it layer after layer after layer until eventually you end up in trouble. Yeah. So <laughs> I think this is probably what happened. I mean, there's no, I don't know, could be way off, but I, I, I just feel like, cause he used, you know, I used to follow Joe Rogan stand up and his fight commentaries and all this stuff podcast and it's it does seem like they've been growing more one direction like they've been getting more conspiracy theory ish uh you know it used to be fun right his you know he would have people like neil degrasse tyson yeah he would have him or he would talk to people that were like archaeologists or stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then it just started getting into more like alex jones and this uh this doctor guy that i can't blink of think of his name uh the uh, peter um yeah peter mccullough peter mccullough yeah that guy. yeah yeah it's it's it it's one of those things where i think like you say i think that the this the the start was fun the start was something that was able to hook people it was interesting enough and they were having fun enough with it that they built themselves an audience and then 
things went awry just simply because the people that you start surrounding yourself with start to mirror, I guess, what you believe or it's, yeah, it got crazy. So let's talk about this McCullough guy. Cause that was, that was something I didn't really know a whole lot about. This guy was, he's, he's been around for a while doing some crazy stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Peter McCullough has been around for quite a while. He is a, um, American based doctor. He's a cardiologist. Yep. Uh, and he's been around for a long time, but he has had a lot of, uh, he's the hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine guy. He's done a whole lot of, um, promotion of hydroxychloroquine, um, especially with around COVID. Um, there's been a few claims that he's made that are, inaccurate and like the first one here like the emergency use authorization uh, new is a new mechanism or a previously unused mechanism for regulatory pathways of drugs we know that's not true because they've been using you know the the um, emergency use authorization acts like with um, Ebola and Zika virus and things like that they've done that before to right. try to, to, to stamp uh, stamp out these these things so he does he says some crazy things um, another one the um, this was uh, everything was comprehensive is suppressive. The early treatment in order to promote fear with COVID-19 um, suffering, isolation, hospitalization and death um, seemed to be completely organized and intentional in order to create acceptance for and promote mass vaccination um, that it, he basically says, quote, it's pretty clear this pandemic was planned. And of course, you know, again, inaccurate. No one plans something like a global pandemic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, but I'm this a, is not a this is not a James Bond film, you know. Well, no, no. But I'm saying, like, you know, people do make bioweapons. They do, but and I'm not and and. But normally, that's that's localized, and it's not something that they do on a global scale. Because if you're building something like that, you don't want to, you don't want that to be like on you. Well, I mean, it's, okay. So there are theories and okay, I'm getting in the dangerous water here with it, oh, no. but there are theories, you know, <laughs> Wuhan in China where this originated, that's that where lab. China develops their bioweapons, right? That it was who's, possibly a leak. Who's to say it wasn't an accidental release. You're, I mean, you're right. There's that's possible. You know, it could have been a thing that they were researching to weaponize a flu vaccine, a flu variant, and then we ended up with this. Right. I mean, you're right. It could. Uh, I mean, it, 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 the possibility is out there. We'll put it that way. But I mean, like again, Stephen King came up with it decades ago. The stand. Yeah. Yeah. Super flu kill everybody. But anyway. So, yeah. So uh, Dr. McCullough uh, was one of the early proponents for using hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID. Right. He was pushing for it. He authored a paper that you know, said, Hey, look, this would work. It was reviewed. And a lot of people said, no, this isn't going to work. Hydroxychloroquine is laboratory inconclusive as a treatment. Like in other words, they didn't see any real benefit to taking hydroxychloroquine versus taking a A placebo. placebo. Um, So they were like, no, it doesn't work. And then he just refused to believe it because he thought it would work. So he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. People should take hydroxychloroquine. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of uh, how do how do I say this politically <laughs> correct? A lot of very influential people 
started echoing his sentiments. Right. And even from the highest ranking office in our nation talking about that specific drug. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so why are we talking about this guy? Well, that's what he's, he's one of the biggest reasons that Joe Rogan is in trouble because Rogan kept having him come on the podcast to talk about COVID. Well, this guy is talking about hydroxychloroquine. Like it's the one true cure for COVID and he's telling all the people that listen to the Joe Rogan experience, which if you believe Joe Rogan is the number one podcast in the world, he has 11 million listeners per episode. <clears throat> That's more than watch the news. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a risk. It is. Um, so if I mean, he's started, if he's, pushing this information this misinformation right because it's not disinformation at that point i don't think i mean if rogan believes it's true then no disinformation is is knowingly spreading a lie to cause damage right misinformation is just when you when you say something incorrect it's not right right it's just incorrect i'm not gonna say that, that joe is out to kill people no but, you know, I think he probably does believe these things. You know, he talks to this guy. This guy's a cardiologist. He's a respected doctor. You know, as a lay person, he probably assumes, okay, well, that guy to know what he's talking about. Yeah. Now, why you would b- pick one doctor to believe over the 300 doctors that say he's wrong, I don't know. I mean, it's like, the, you know, these people that say uh, vaccines cause autism. Because there was one doctor that published one study who admitted that he was paid to put that result out yeah, and later retracted it, but people still cite it and believe it over all the other people that say that no, vaccines do not cause autism. But yeah, so that's, you know, he got in trouble for having this guy on. And so like, what exactly has been said among other things in April of 2021, Joe Rogan basically said that healthy young people don't need to get vaccinated. He said, if you're like 21 or so and you said, should I get vaccinated? I would say no. It is true that young, very young people and very old people typically have a higher mortality rate from disease. It doesn't mean that age is the determining factor. No. Uh, You know, young people, this, especially with COVID, COVID is so variable yeah i mean like you said you had it once i had it once and it was like having a cold or the flu i had it three months four months later completely asymptomatic my daughter has it completely asymptomatic other than um some sniffles and a little bit of a cough right and there's my wife it's like she has the flu and she's laying in bed for days Right. And then there's people that die from it. And then, yeah, then there's people that die from it. So it's, and then there's people that have lifelong complications afterwards. It's it's so, yeah, it's so almost random about how it affects. Right. And then so some of the other stuff he said in January of 2022, Rogan echoed a claim that I had seen before that yeah. uh, the COVID vaccines give you a higher risk for myocarditis, which is just untrue. Even the guest that he had on his show at the time tried to correct him but rogan wouldn't listen to him no the, the, because i mean effectively my the risk of myocarditis is much higher for those that have covid than it is for those that get the vaccine right is substantially higher following a covid fe- infection 
than what it is with the vaccine. Yes. I mean, there have been cases of people who have gotten vaccinated, who have developed myocarditis, but those rates of infection fall within the standard rates of the human people that get right. myocarditis. Like it's no higher in vaccinated people than the normal than population. Just, yeah, any random population. Uh, there is a significantly higher percentage of people who have had COVID who tend to get myocarditis. Yes. Um. So, you know, that's that's that. That's just... This one right facts. here really gets me. This one is just crazy to me. Right. Um, <laughs> so in, in June of 2021. Yeah. Uh, Let me read this one. Uh, so ivermectin can drive this pathogen to extinction. Mm-hmm. Ivermectin. This is antibiotics for horses. No. No? It's not an antibiotic. It's 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 a antifungal? Dewormer. A dewormer. Yep. That's even worse. <laughs> It's a oh horse. Oh my gosh! It's a horse dewormer. Oh, Joe, and, uh, Joe, Joe. Well, Joe didn't say that. His <laughs> guest said it. His but he guest, didn't. But he didn't say anything. No, he pushed it. Because, again, this is the thing where he got he he had a quote unquote expert come on the show. This is what the expert said, and, and Rogan believed him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Joe should know better than some of this stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, again, this is where I don't, you know, why do you pick the one guy who's pushing this versus the hundreds of people who are saying it's ineffective? That's what I don't understand. And it's because it's a conspiracy. All them other people are conspiring against you, bud. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm. Yeah, that's kind of the point I'm making is he keeps going to the one person that's going against the crowd. Yeah. And that's, so, that's kind of can, that so, conspiracy tendency. Can, you know? Okay, so can can the argument be made then that this is just for entertainment? I mean, really, if he's if he keeps going to that guy, the one that is just out there well, that's uh, making these, crazy these are different crank, people. They are. I'm, what I'm saying though well, is I mean, that I'm just clarifying for yeah. people at home that can't see the screen in front of me. Yeah, these but, are different people, but they're he keeps going to that those guys, right. the, the the one guy that's out there that, that's that's right. claiming this, or the one guy that's out there that's claiming something different. Is it does he does he bring these people on knowingly, um, that they're that isolated person he giving them that platform he, and then saying doing this just as a entertainment because he, well okay so i have heard on his show i have I, like i said i used to listen to the podcast um and like he he would have alex jones on mm-hmm. after alex jones was deplatformed everywhere right couldn't couldn't he was kicked off tv you couldn't listen to him on youtube like he was yoinked. He was, yeah. He was yeeted off the internet. And Joe Rogan would still have him on. And Rogan said in his own words, uh, I'm not quoting, but I'm paraphrasing, that, you know, he felt that everybody should be able to express their opinions. And it what he felt that it wasn't fair for the other big entities to decide that Alex Jones shouldn't be heard anywhere. But here's the thing. Do you hand this person a megaphone or do you hand them, well, you I mean, know, a, a rolled up piece of paper? It's a, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I personally wouldn't give these thoughts a, a large platform like that, especially when 
you know your platform is influential and has 11 million listeners right well i mean i mean you know it's you know? to me to me it's not only that he has 11 million listeners right it's he has 11 million listeners who probably don't watch a lot of news a lot they probably don't do a lot of research into or if they are watching news or watching or doing their research it's inside that echo chamber well yeah but i mean i'm just saying like a lot of these and i'm not knocking it like i used to listen to joe rogan too right so i'm not trying to talk bad about about his audience he had i mean but you know he his demographic is largely male and largely right. in the 18 to 35 age range. Okay. Not all, but largely. That's typically not a demographic where, uh, you know, a lot of critical thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just typically speaking, right? right? You know, if you're an advertiser and you're making an ad for the 18 to 35 male demographic, you're not going to go get a science journal. You're going to go get a hot babe and put her in a bikini. Do you know what what it makes me think of instantly? Squatch soap commercials. Yeah, exactly. I, I love the soap. It's great stuff. But I'm telling you that their ads are specifically designed for that demographic. Yeah, exactly. They are. I'm, yeah. And I, that's a lot of Rogan's demographic. And I think, you know, he's a big dude. He's an MMA guy. He's the commentator for the UFC. He's a good fighter. Rogan himself is in great physical shape. Like he works out. He keeps himself in good condition. People respect him and look up to him. And if he's touting these opinions with the people, with those kind of people, it carries some clout. It carries some weight. Yeah. Um, You know, it's, it's, there are people like that for me. There's there, uh, Linus, like I watched Linus Tech Tips, and if Linus came out and said, you know, uh, something about, I mean, maybe not about vaccines, but like if he came out with a piece of information about an, a tech item, right? You would you take know, that into consideration take, whenever you were looking yeah, at if those I was tech looking items. at tech, if I was looking at tech, I w- would value, you know, and there might be twenty people over here that say, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, but I don't know those people, you know, maybe they're getting a kickback maybe right you know i know linus there's one feature that they're really lacking on it that you're not going to use or whatever right but yeah. i know linus i've watched him for years and that's the same way with joe rogan his podcast has been around forever he's developed an audience people trust him you know that's the way i i have my creators my content people that i go to for the same reason like i've watched sure. them for a long time i've learned their opinions i i typically will echo a lot of their opinions because we have a similar, like the reason I follow them is because they have similar tastes and everything to me. So, you know, it's just, it gets into the thing where like, you know, you're influencing people, man. Like you gotta, (laughs) when you're, when you start talking about life and death stuff, you gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to be sure. And it's not the, Oh, well let's go give, this dude over here a a platform because nobody else wants to let him talk well maybe there's a reason 
Nobody. You know, if you want to go find ancient aliens guy and get him on to talk about aliens, okay, that's one thing. That's but yeah. when you get this dude over here that everybody else is telling to shut up and you get him on here and hand him a megaphone to eleven million ears, or well, twenty two million ears, I guess technically, but whatever. <laughs> um, that's a different thing. True. Uh, so, uh, so a couple of other things we're, we're starting to get along here. Uh, one, another big thing that he has said that, that irritates me because it's just scientifically wrong Yeah, is that MRNA vaccines are gene therapy. They're no. not. No. MRNA vaccines are, do not modify your genome in any way at all. Nope. They simply introduce uh, a... A, a a a new well they work they work differently than traditional vaccines so they don't they don't present a dead version of no the, the, but they, but they it, it targets a protein yeah it well it's it's simulate so with covid what they've done is they simulate that spike protein that right. covid uses and that triggers your immune system onto that spike protein yeah um so they they do they don't work like traditional vaccines, but it is not genetic therapy. No. They're not modifying the genome of your cells in any way whatsoever. No. That's just wrong. It, no. Yeah. And this next one. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and and this not mRNA vaccines, but other vaccines use a similar protein type exposure to, to work. Right. Like it's mRNA is new, but but the theory of using the the viral protein to trigger the immune system is not new. Right. That's been around for a long time. Yeah. So I mean that's how that's how our immune system works. It is something is introduced, it it responds to it, and that's that. Well, and so, it, but like traditional mRNAs is just it's it's doing it in a different way. It's just basically yeah. looking at that spike protein. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, so a, a couple other things that he has said, um, he he said, quote, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I have antibodies. It doesn't make any sense, end quote. Um, and this was a reference to the fact that he had been infected with COVID um, and yeah. he's saying it doesn't make any sense. Well, it does. So if you go to the science community, uh, they will tell you that approximately 20 percent of the people who get COVID do not generate any useful immune response. Um, and if you do, you still get a valuable boost effect if you get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just, just get vaccinated. Yeah. Just, I mean, I was vaccinated, boosted, had COVID and ended up with COVID again. Right. But, and, and here's, and he, so, but now, Something too. I would didn't go to the hospital. I didn't really go to the doctor. I was able to treat my symptoms with over-the-counter medications. I isolated down here in the studio. Right. And that's another thing I wanted to say, right? And there. it's great. I mean, it was it was fine. The vaccinations aren't geared to eliminate COVID. No, you can still catch it. But it's it's it it's designed to reduce the severity of your symptoms and prevent hospitalization. Yes. And it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Right. So, I mean, I like, that's one of the things I'm getting sick of hearing is that well, I still got it after I got my vaccine. Right. Yeah. But his vaccines are stupid. They don't work. 
Yeah, they work. Yeah, they work. Because if you look at vaccinated versus unvaccinated, and I had this somewhere and lost it, but the number of hospitalizations and deaths is like 90% unvaccinated. Yeah. If you look at the numbers of people that are vaccinated versus unvaccinated, it is a overwhelming margin of unvaccinated people in the hospital and dying. Right. Vaccinated people, it still, it still can hospitalize you. It still can be fatal, but it is at a much lower rate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're still effective. And then one of the last things uh, on the list here that he has said is he went on the record that says uh, in regards to lockdowns that it makes things worse. You know why? Because people go inside, they're trapped inside, and that's where it spreads. That's just phallic reasoning. Like phallic? No, that's not the right word. That's just false reasoning. Like how can it spread if you don't go out and get it? The thing is, though, you know, when we were talking about this before we began, you know, recording this it was lockdowns when they are done effectively, they work. And they we do, did yeah. we didn't do that. And you, yeah. you and I, we talked about that. We did not effectively lock down in the United States. I mean, like you were saying, the big box stores here in town, they were open. I could go and shop if I wanted to. Um, restaurants, even like just drive throughs where you're constantly handing things in and out to multiple people. Right. All of that was, was, you know, in full swing. Um, our lockdown consisted of a few people staying home from work. And when I say staying home, they just didn't go into work because they still went out and they shopped and they still went out and they got food and they still went out and visited their friends and they still went out and saw family and right. all of those things. So we didn't lock down in the, no. the way that it should have been the effective way that it should have been. Yeah, we no. should have stayed home for a few weeks. No, I mean, it, it would have been a lot better if we would have done that. Yeah. And that's just, it just is like there were countries that did lock down South Korea, New Zealand, several others that actually locked down. Nobody left their house, period. Police on the streets enforcing uh, curfews. Yeah. Like you stayed inside and they had a significantly lower positivity rate. So it worked if it was done. Yeah. Just like masks work when people wear them properly. That means over your nose. It means you got to cover your nose and your mouth. Both. You yeah. breathe out of both holes. They both need to be covered up. Yeah. They both lead to your it, lungs. Just. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. You know, he's he's gone on and said all this stuff. He is basically promoting ideologies, misinformation, misinformation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it comes from this long history he has with conspiracy theories. Like I think to, it's just, it, that's where it started. Right. And it so he he it has pushed him into being more of a a believer <laughs> yeah. in things. Like he just, he's, he's, I think he's just more willing to believe some of these outlandish things. And um, that makes sense. I mean, knowing more about his history now, it does make sense. Right. And so what, what can be done about this? So here's my, here, here's where I come into it. Like Spotify, right? Okay. He doesn't work for Spotify. He's not an employee. No. But they have exclusive distribution rights for his show. What is Spotify's responsibility for public health and safety? 
versus their responsibility to their shareholders to make money. Because controversy makes content. It does. Right? It does. So, I mean, he, he, there was a reason that he was in the spotlight. Um, You know, if he didn't, if he wasn't causing such a stink, I still wouldn't know who Joe Rogan is, really. Right. He would not be on the radar whatsoever. So you're right. All of that does makes make money. Anytime that you have publicity, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I've always heard that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that we're talking about him right now. Yeah. That's that means he, he, Spotify has done their job. <laughs> He's he is a a subject of interest. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, should they be looking to curtail as you know, a, a the the only method of listening to Joe Rogan, should they be looking to say, hey, you need to cut out the anti-vax talk, like or so. What did they say? Because didn't they come out after well, they all have, of this since, controversy? Since I've done a lot of my research, admittedly, like we were planning on doing this quite a while back. Yeah, we weren't able to get together to record, so. Um, so, I think they did eventually say uh, they they basically told him to to cool down some of the com, uh, content, right? I think that they did, and I, and I'm pretty sure that he came out himself and apologized. Yeah, that's and, what I want to say made, as well. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, but yeah, I, I know that I, he he did apologize for some of the racial slurs. Um, I know for sure I heard that one because I was that was it was on on a couple of the radio stations that I listened to. Um, I don't know that he necessarily came out and and apologized for the COVID specific um, comments because again it was it was giving platform to those that that you know that normally wouldn't have it. So I don't think he really got. I don't think he apologized specifically for that, did he? Uh, for the COVID stuff? Well, yeah, I guess I he did. A, a link right here. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be transcripted, but uh, he issued an apology to Spotify after comments on his show about vaccinations led to people asking their music be removed from Spotify. I think here is, I think this is him talking these podcasts are very strange because they're just conversations. And oftentimes I have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I sit down and start talking to people. That's why some of my ideas are not that prepared or fleshed out because I'm literally having them in real time, but I do my best and they're just conversations. So basically I think he's saying like, you know, you can't blame me because I don't script it. It's kind of what it's coming across. It sounds like a cop out to me. I mean, yeah, I, we don't script our show, but no. we don't sit down and spread stuff about. <laughs> yeah, about. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, true. So I don't know. Uh, I think he knows what he's doing, and I think it is a play to drive listenership. Yeah, like I, I think, think that's I, that's true. Um, so now you were talking about you know the responsibility between public health and safety versus shareholders, right? I mean, should Spotify step in and basically say like, look, people are dying because of the stuff you're saying? <sighs> cool it or do they let him go because it's getting because it's making creating, money. Yeah, it's, it's 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 creating revenue um again that may be where we get into something that's that's more along the lines of 
government regulation, which oh, again, so, I'm so glad you said that because it's, I mean, again, it's cumbersome and it's slow, but it needs to catch up. Right. So that, that's just, okay. So we're going to, but the government, the first amendment says they can't censor your speech. No, it says that you have the freedom of speech that is not harmful to others. You can't go into a movie theater and yell fire because it puts people at risk and it, uh, you know, it, it can hurt people. Um, no libel, no slander. Right. But my freedoms, but, they, but if they, if they start, it's a slippery slope. It is. If they start telling me what I can say about COVID, then what else can they tell me? Well, here's the thing. Whenever you get to the point of um, spreading misinformation and disinformation, that is the modern day equivalency of running into that theater and yelling fire because you're putting people at risk. You, If it's killing people, if you're harming someone, that's where I think that they really do need to step in. Okay. Here, here's my take on this. Okay. I think the government does need to step in. I don't necessarily think that they need to try to define acceptable speech. I feel that the course of action they should take is to better define publishers versus platforms. Okay. I think that they should really drill down and break this shell game that these companies have going like Facebook where they're, Oh, we're not a publisher. We're just a platform. And I think they should really regulate, you know, Hey, if you're using an algorithm to promote or demote certain materials, then that's you publishing. are a publisher. If you are, if you have exclusively contracted someone to produ- to provide you with content, you're a publisher. Yeah. If like, I really think they need to sit down and hard define these two entities. What's a publisher versus what's a platform. That's a good starting point. Then they need to go and put some backbone, put some teeth, put some teeth in it, put some teeth into the regulations and give some, you know, give these uh, enforcement agencies some means to hurt when these companies don't follow, I mean, like, so how, like if you what, look at it, like, what right could now, be the harm, though, I mean, like, financial. That's all. It's all fines. Sanctioning of certain things. Yeah, right? It's all fines. But like, like if you look right now, I forget what it was, but j- like just recently, there was uh, Facebook did something in Europe, or maybe it was Google. It was either Google or Facebook. I can't remember now, but they violated Europe's oh, yeah. internet conduct codes that was recently. In, yeah, that was, in, and they fined yeah. them. The fine, which to me is a huge fine, I forgot the number. It's like five hundred like, million dollars. It was a drop in the bucket. It was less than one day's profit for that company. Yes. So they pay the fine. What do you do? Go <laughs> keep on. doing what we're doing. Yeah, we can afford that fine. That's easy. We'll pay the fine. Keep business as usual. We don't have to follow their rules. Yeah. These laws need to have teeth, teeth that hurt. Yeah. And they need to define what's a publisher, what's a platform. Then they can set aside the rules for what is acceptable. And it's up to the publisher to enforce that on their content providers. So a trickle down type effect, if, you know, said, I, I see where you're going with that. That's that's 
That's pretty ingenious. I don't think they need. I don't think they need to define speech, right? But they need to like they need to set up regulations. Like, I mean, they have the regulations. Just just use the regulations from broadcast television. Yeah, right. The it's the FCC, same thing. It's, it's the FCC stuff, right? Right. Yeah. But you know, if you find a a TV broadcaster that kind of fine. That, that hurts, hurts then <laughs> big time. Yeah, they don't make they don't make. I mean, they make a lot of money, but they don't make Facebook money. Right. You need to be able instead. And I love what Europe did, and I think it's what that needs to be done here. Those fines don't need to be dollar amounts. Like it's not a five thousand dollar fine for a swear word. It's you know whatever the. I mean, I don't know that that's the actual fine, but right. whatever whatever the fine is, it's like the way the laws are written now. It's a fixed dollar amount for the fine. My opinion, what they need to do is the fine is a percentage of gross, not net gross. Yeah. Whatever your company grosses, we're taking 5% 5 fine. Yeah. That way it hurts Google and Facebook just as much as it hurts Uncle Ricky's TV station. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my $50 that I make, I'm going to give you 5% of that versus, you know, yeah. yeah. Five billion that we're going to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's just, and it's not unfair. Like a fixed dollar amount is more unfair to a poor person. Yeah. If it's a percentage based, it's just as fair across the board. That's, you know, I don't know that you and I have ever had the, the discussion about uh, flat tax, the, you know, a fair tax, flat tax type thing, you know, the 23% across the board. That sounds horrendously high, but you take away all income tax, IRS, all that kind of stuff. And you have that flat tax that the billionaire is paying and that I'm paying the 23 right. cents out of my dollar versus the 23, however much. Well, it's still 23 is. cents out of their dollar. They just got a lot more dollars. They've got a lot more dollars to get that 23 cents out and they don't get to cheat around it. Right. Exactly. So. And yeah. I think, I think a similar situation would, would, would work here for this. Yeah. And then, and then, like I said, you're not having to d- define each thing. You just make the public, you you define what's a publisher. So like in this case. And then hold them accountable. You would say Spotify is the publisher. And then you're on the hook for whatever comes out of his mouth. Yeah. That just would like definitely do. clamp, clamp down. You know, I, I don't want to say clamp down. That would definitely m- make them a lot more interested in what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah. You're right, and, and it would and it would align the shareholders' interests with public interests. Okay, so um, Spotify, we're for sale. Anytime you want to buy us, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. come on down to to the the Two Minds Studio. We'll we'll discuss a, a, an amount. We have figured this out, and and hey, you know what? Any I mean, government entities out there that are listening to us right now, we've got this figured out. Come talk to us. Sit down. There's an empty <laughs> chair right beside us here. We will we will gladly sit down with you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And uh, and I'm cheap. <laughs> like you could probably I'm you not. could probably get this oh, show for I'm like not. five figures. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so I think that is brilliant, though. That's a, that's a really really good idea. I, I mean, it's not my idea. I've heard it. So it doesn't but I'm matter. Just saying, I it's think good. it would work. I it's think good. it would work. It's good. And but but that's what's got us talking about all this, right? Is Joe Rogan basically going on and spreading a lot of this stuff and it's just not true whether he's doing it intentionally to cause harm 
or unintentionally he, just to yeah just build his base just unintentionally to because he actually believes it and i think he may actually believe some of this stuff like when some he talks it, about, i'm sure when he talks yes. about being young and healthy and not i think he believes that because oh, yeah because he's a big health nut like i think he really believes that like if you're young and strong and, and that's the way it has been for a lot of diseases you know like if you're young and healthy and strong and you get the flu chances are it's not gonna be that bad and, True. you know, so I think he really believes stuff like that. Uh, you know, some of this other stuff uh, about like gene therapy and all that, you know, if he had a guest on that said it and he respected the guest credentials, then there, the, the likelihood of him believing what's coming out of their mouth is, is high. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I just, but that's why we're talking about all this and it, it brings in, you know, again, 11 million people, according to him, listen to his show every week, every day, every episode gets roughly 11 million view- listens. That's a lot of ears. Yeah. That's a lot of people. You know, I just, I feel like, you know, I, if I had an audience of that size, I would be a lot more careful about what's my content, what kind of content I'm putting out yeah. right now. It doesn't really matter, but <laughs> if I had a lot of listeners, I would be a lot of attention to the, I mean, I still do. We still do. I don't want to imply that. No, like, we don't. I mean, we 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 do pay attention to what we're saying. Um, yeah, and I want to and I want to provide good content. Yes, you know, I care about what we what we talk about, right? And, and it means stuff to me. But uh, I think I would pay a lot more attention to it if if uh, if we had an audience of that size. <laughs> Well, when we get an audience of that size, we'll we'll definitely I don't want to say we'll script our our uh, uh, episodes, but we'll definitely uh, be a little more selective about what we put on there. (laughs) Right. And we're not done with this, by the way. There's still more episodes coming on this. Uh, We just wanted to talk in a little bit about what's sparking this interest now. Uh, but yeah, now we really want to drill down into all of the individual uh, components um, and how it and and you know so specifically too we we want to we want to touch base on how it is affecting the world we're living in right now, right? Because it really is right. on a global scale. So um, yeah, right. there's definitely more to come. Yeah, yeah, we still got the we're still going to talk about echo chambers and confirmation biases and algorithms and misinformation and disinformation and all that stuff yeah and how it impacts us and the severity and all that stuff uh but that's coming up in some more episodes uh hopefully everybody can stay healthy myself included and we can get back together sooner yeah no more covid please yeah please 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 (laughs) uh you know and in the meantime if you want to get a hold of us and Get the discussion going. You can reach out to us. Uh, we've got a, a Facebook group page on facebook.com slash groups slash two minds podcast. Um, you can find us on our host site, two minds.podbean.com. Right. Um, then, of course, we're on mirror sites, Spotify. You can search Jason Claywell or Jeremy Ham in uh, quotation or, yeah. Yep. In quotations. I said parentheses last time. Yep. In quotations. Um, just make sure that you do put the, the parentheses around them. Yeah, uh, you can shoot us an email. Uh, our email address is two minds podcast at gmail.com. Or shoot us a tweet at two minds podcast. 
and we actually did get some Twitter stuff going with uh, the with the, the last one. Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, I, I, yeah. I haven't been on Twitter forever. You, oh, oh, you got to oh, tell me about this stuff. Old Jake and Bob over at the oh, I love Jake and Bob. ABQ Brothers Quarrel. Go check them out. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they actually gave us some a he's, little bit of feedback. He's been throwing some stuff up on his page, and dude, I just crack up about every time that I see any of his stuff. His Which con- one? This, any of it? Like, okay. I, like <laughs> it just seems like every time he puts something up, I'm it, he, I, he his his sense of humor and my sense of humor evidently are pretty well matched, and I. I should have hung out with him a lot more whenever he was around here because <laughs> he's pretty daggum awesome. So, yeah. Go check him out. A Brother's Quarrel podcast. Uh, a Brother's Quarrel. Not a brother Squirrel. Yeah, not a brother Squirrel. If you listen to them say it, you'll be looking for a long-tailed tree rodent. That's not where you're going. No, it's you want to look at, like, two, two, brothers two brothers fighting? Yeah, a brother's quarrel. Yeah, yeah. You can check him out <laughs> over there. Uh, and I got to say, I'm humbled. Uh They've been really praising us, which really puts the pressure on to make sure we do good episodes on this stuff. <laughs> Dad gum you. Yeah. 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 No, we love those guys. You guys definitely need to get your butts back over here. Sit down in the studio with us and, and we need to get over here and have another awesome, awesome, awesome session like we did the last time you were here. Yeah. Anytime. You guys are always welcome. And if we could figure it out, maybe we could even do a remote cast. Oh, that would be awesome. Like a, cause they almost do, like zoom type thing. Well, they actually do. That's how they record right now because they're on opposite sides of the country at the oh. moment, basically. And they're, they are using zoom to record. Huh? Yeah. I don't know how to do that. I'm sure <laughs> we, we can figure so, it out. I'm sure we can figure uh, it out. But so maybe <laughs> we could even look into doing a remote, uh, remote recording session. But, uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. So yes. this is a heck of a subject, dude. Oh, Jesus. Like I said, this is one of the things that's been like gnawing around the edges of my brain for like a year. Yeah. And I keep bringing up different aspects of it and trying to talk about it, tripping over my words, and not really knowing how to say what I want to say. And the thing so, is, it's a, it's a big deal.